What's up, family? Zach Pruitt here, and welcome to the Catalyst for Change podcast, where we help leaders lead better. In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you an interview that my wife, Sarah, and I had with Kenny Morgan for a video series that we did for our young adult ministry. And I'll introduce him in the interview, but I know that you are absolutely going to love it. We talk about authority, careers, and money. And as an entrepreneur, a business owner, podcast host, and college professor, Kenny just has so much wisdom and insight on leadership. And we absolutely loved getting to talk with him. He is just such a joy to talk to and a friend that I hold dear to have. So let's jump on into our interview with Kenny Morgan. Um, me and Sarah are here, and we are so excited to be kicking off our new series, Welcome to Adulting. And I am even more excited to welcome our special guest for this week, and that is my friend, Kenny Morgan. Kenny is a, yeah, there we go. Kenny is a husband to Rachel and dad to three incredibly cute kids. He lives with his family in Chattanooga, Tennessee. He is a professor at Lee University, and together him and his wife co-founded Good Story, which is a creative agency specializing in strategy, design, marketing, and video. And he is also the host of the Relationship Business Podcast, which I have personally listened to every single episode. <laughs> and <you>. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny is one of the kindest souls that you'll ever meet. And is just one of those people where if you don't get along with him, then you are the problem. Okay. <laughs> you are the one that needs to check yourself out and get it together. Kenny, how are you doing today, my brother? I'm doing great. I, I I don't know if I'm worthy of the the introduction or the the amazing applause, but um, I'm just I love you guys and uh, I love uh, just getting to build relationships with people. So uh, you guys having me on today is just it's just such a sweet honor, and I'm I'm excited to dive into the conversation. Yeah, we are we are super excited, and thank you for taking time out of your day and yes. schedule to just be with us, hop on, talk to us a little bit um, about adulting like a boss, just not dealing with authority, careers, and money. And I know Sierra and I are so excited to have you on for our first week of this new series that we're going to be doing with the young adults. Um, and I know that they are super excited about this series yeah. as well. They've been talking to us about how they're excited just because it's something totally new for them as well. But I want to jump on in and get started and just get our feet a little wet and kind of get okay. going here. Um, I shared earlier in your bio that you are the founder of Good Story, which mm -hmm. is a creative agency that you and your wife founded, right? Good Story. Mm -hmm. Thanks for reference. Um, <laughs> that you and your wife founded there in Chattanooga, which mm -hmm. we all know to be God's holy city. Um, so, so share with me, um, I guess, an abbreviated version of the good story story. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm pretty sure, I don't know how this went exactly, but I doubt that you just woke up one day and said, hey, babe, let's go rent out this sweet office space in downtown <laughs> and buy all this equipment and let's just, let's just do Far it. From it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sounds great. I doubt it went exactly like that. So kind of give us a little bit of a background of, of that story and yeah. what led up to that point. And then how did you know that it was it? 
Like this. Yeah. Was- yeah. That's a, a great question. And I wish it was like you said, I just woke up one day and said, let's have the money to go rent out this sweet office space. Cause where we're at now compared to where we started, we started in our, in our bedroom, just two desks in our bed. So very humble beginnings. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was, uh, I tell people often that I was, uh, wearing, uh, skinny jeans before they were cool. So I, I, the only way to do that was to buy girls jeans. So, uh, no shame there, uh, dead set really just kind of into the music industry, the marketing pathway. And then, um, as God does a lot of times, um, I got a phone call and someone called me up many moons ago and said, can you uh, design something for me? And I'm like, I had art at a public school, so maybe I could try it out. Um, And then just God just does his thing. He opened up so many doors. He kind of showed that I had this gift inside of me that he had groomed, you know, all along. And, and um, so that kind of basically propelled me into um, the advertising world, which again, you know, just a couple of years before that I had no clue even existed. And so, you know, I, one, I always just say like, uh, some, some was a uh, tough love. Some was just a uh, tender love too, but I had just so many great mentors in my life. So I started off at an advertising agency and then went to the carpet industry. Um, and just back and forth, just like one ap- opportunity after another, God, just like it, the opportunities were opening up so much so that it was clear that only God could do what, what was happening. Most of the time I had like imposter syndrome and just felt like, when they find out that I'm not what they're hiring for, like, I'm going to, I'm going to get fired. And the opposite would happen. And I would get in there. And then just a few months later, I'd get a promotion and still just was like pinching myself and just thanking the Lord, like, God, you are, are so good at, at revealing in me um, what, what it is that you want. But I think at that, it was basically kind of like 11 years into this pathway. Um, my heart was just kind of searching for something deeper. Uh, I, I, I've, I'm, I'm an only child. I've always had a very intimate relationship with the Lord. Um, and if, if you've ever seen Mad Men or know anything about the ad space, it can, it's not always known as like the brightest light in the world. Um, and so I think God just began to pull on me and just say, can, can there not be a group of people that really has a heart and a hunger to just love on people um, and do that through the creative space? And because does, does my light not need to be uh, shown in that space as well? And I think uh, just a little side note, I, um, I grew up as a PK, so I'm very uh, indoctrinated into like the church world. And then my grandfather on my mom's side is also a pastor. So, you know, that, that was my world. And so, you know, coming out of school, there was many times when I felt like, am I supposed to be a pastor or a youth pastor? And then it just never felt like me. And, and then God finally woke me up and said, Kenny, you are a minister and I've called you to do that in the creative space. So, and then to, to your last question is like, when did I have that aha moment? And so my wife and I went on a road trip, really felt the Lord calling us to, to start this company and uh, just, just go all in. But um, this is a really personal story, but I, I got a phone call um, from a, a guy that I, I looked up to in a lot of ways. He was about, mm, maybe about 10 years older than me. And he calls me and says, I'm considering killing myself today. Uh, I'm not uh, prepared uh, to talk about suicide. I've never had any experience with that. And uh, at that point in my life, I was kind of in a, in a transition, kind of a low spot just uh, mentally. And, and, uh, but I said, let's go have lunch. Like that's all I know to do. And so on the way there, I'm just praying, asking God to um, give me the words to say, and we go there and, we're just, I'm just loving on the guy and just trying to just let him know that his place on this earth is, is God ordained. It's purposeful. 
and so he he recognizes someone so this guy comes up to the table they're having a conversation and they're just catching up and then while they're having this like little side conversation there's a, a man that gets up from across the room and comes and stands between the two of them and they don't stop talking they just keep talking right um and this man looks at me i've never seen him before and he says uh, kenny it's good to see you again uh, and then he just walks out of the restaurant and um, I'm not going to like say what that was or who that was, but God really spoke to me after that. It was like, Kenny, I've, I've called you for relationships. I've called you for people. And, uh, you just took out two hours of your day for a subject matter that you had no experience on, which was suicide. And by stepping into this new business, not only are you, am I going to give you a pathway for a creative, but I'm gonna give you a pathway for people. Um, and that was really the last straw. And I was like, okay, like if God's doing this. Um, he's telling me he wants to see me in this position and there's, there's no, there's no way that I can turn my back on him now and, and keep doing what I think that I need to be doing. So that was really kind of how it happened. And we've been doing that for about six years now. And every, every year, every, every week that passes by, it's clear that God's is, is in control of it all. So. Yeah. That's, that's, that's an so amazing cool. story. That's so cool. It is. Um, so we actually a little bit of a sidebar and then we'll kind of keep going. Um, so we just finished another series. Um, with the young adults on basically sharing your faith and it goes through five different um, styles. styles of sharing yeah. your faith, just based on natural personality and who you are and that sort of thing. And one of those styles was friendship building, mm. um, just using the, that friendship building model and connecting with people and relationship using that as your natural way to also share your faith with people. Right. So no doubt that that's probably definitely your natural um, <laughs> yes. sharing style. For sure. <laughs> yeah, there's no, um, no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of throw you a, a little bit of a curveball here. So don't freak okay. out on me. Um, and it's really cool. I'm going to, so as I was listening to your story there a little bit, um, and this question kind of came to me a little bit earlier is just talking about sacrifice, mm -hmm. you know, and just any time that you are going out and you are even doing what you feel God has called you to do and you feel like you are where the Lord wants you to be, there's going to be sacrifices mm -hmm. that have to be made in order to get to the place that you want to be. And I think right. for a lot of people, they, they maybe either assume that they don't have to have any sacrifices. They don't need to make any sacrifices or a lot of people maybe just aren't willing to make sacrifices temporarily mm -hmm. in order to get to the place that they are wanting to go, or even God has them and wants right. them to. So were there any sacrifices that maybe you had to make, um, mm -hmm. either, you know, as a family, as an individual, um, whatever that case may be in the early stages, probably, especially, maybe even today yeah. Yeah. to get to the, to where you are now. Yeah, that's a, it's a great question. I'll, I'll say that, uh, if you, if sacrifice is not something that you're ready for, then business ownership probably isn't, isn't the right pathway for you yet because <laughs> it, it is, it's pretty much, uh, entirely laced with sacrifice. And I think that's, that's really, uh, a huge, um, component to just mm -hmm. staying in business because it, it's it's a journey it's it's a heavy heavy burden to carry but again i think when you when you're carrying that um calling that god's put on your heart you know you have to just have, have peace and 
know that no matter what the sacrifice is, that God's going to come through. And then he always does. But I think, yeah, early on and even up to this day, I mean, we're, we're six years in now and, you know, it's a sacrifice. So one is just sacrificing time with your family. I mean, honestly, we don't, we don't know how much time that we have. I mean, I could leave here today to go get, get something for lunch and it may be my last hour. Um, and so, you know, you invest all this time. I mean, I've, uh, there's many days still that I'm, I'm up at, you know, 5am heading to the office and then, and not all the time, but there's times sometimes when I'm going home at like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, because, you know, I, I have a lot of people to provide for. I have, uh, you know, my family, my, my spouse, I have this family in this office too, that I very much, uh, you know, want to hold up and then the clients. So it, it can be a lot. And I mean, I think to just, um, you know, financially too. I mean, there's, there are times when, and I'm so grateful to have a spouse and a family that, that understands and not really believes in me. I mean, my family does believe in me, but they believe in the bigger calling and picture that God's put on our, on our life. Cause this is ministry. Yeah. Um, but even financially, I mean, there's times when, you know, we have gone without to make sure payroll was done. Um, and you know, it, it takes a special, a special wife and a special family uh, to understand that because, uh, I mean, you know, it's like you, you have these kids that you want to provide for, but it's, it's just this belief. And it's not for us that like, we're investing this money, hoping to be on a yacht one day. It's just knowing that like, you know, God has called us to do this. I, I like in my situation right now, almost to like Noah, that, you know, he's called us to build an ark. So to build a foundation, uh, just a vessel to be used by God. And now he's brought, not animals, but he's brought people onto the ship. And, and so we're just believing that, Hey, we're going to keep uh, putting the nail in and the sacrifice in, and, and then eventually God's going to, you know, take us on a journey. And I, and I think the, the last point too, is, you know, there's, when you talk about sacrifice, there's no greater example of sacrifice than Jesus. Right. So he, he gave up his entire life, but, but because of that, look what we receive on the other side of that salvation. So I think in business ownership, it's a lot of sacrifice, but I will tell you that uh, it's not always money and it's not always time, but, but the, the joy that comes from knowing that you're doing what God's calling you to do, there's no greater gift. So. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, no, that's so good. And, and you were talking about <clears throat> there kind of toward the beginning is that sacrifice of time with your family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you made a lot of sacrifices and obviously owning a business comes with an unbelievable amount of responsibility Mm -hmm. because now, like you alluded to, not only are you responsible for your own family, but now you have employees and staff that you are responsible for making sure that they are taken care of as well. Um, You've made this promise with them. You've made this covenant, if you will, this commitment to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that comes with a lot of responsibility and stress, no doubt. So I think Zach said you were up to 10 staff. Is that correct? 10 or 12, maybe. Yeah, I think, I think by like this week we'll be at 13. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So my God. Yeah, no. And that's incredible. And so, you know, you have all these people that you are now responsible for as well. So how do you work to maintain that, you know, work life balance so that, your work and good story is getting the attention that it needs, but your family is also getting the attention that they need. Yeah. It's a, I think a lot of business owners struggle with that. I mean, included I've, I've been there. I think early on it was, it was chaos because there's, there's rarely a manual that says this is what to expect for business ownership and here's how to do it perfectly. We all have to kind of 
learn the hard way um, sometimes. But I think, again, going back to Christ, you know, Christ was, uh, you know, he, he put, I'm assuming, put his sandals on, you know, his uh, <laughs> um, whatever brand that was that he, he rocks. Um, not the white he, shoes from Target, right? Like, no, not, I mean, maybe. Okay. He's, he's rocking the white shoes now in heaven. So, um, but yeah, I mean, he, he would go and just spend hours upon hours just like loving on people and preaching yeah. and feeding them. But then Jesus had this like cool thing. He would just disappear. Like, it's like your best friend and then he's just gone. Like, well, he didn't tell me bye, you know, but, but then they would later find Jesus like off by himself, either in prayer or just completely passed out sleeping, you know? And so I think he's a great example of like, there's a time and a place, uh, there's a season for, you know, being really active and really busy and investing in others. But even Jesus needed time alone to himself mm. and then time alone just with his disciples. And so I think he was a great example of balance and, I think for me, it's just, it's really just comes down to setting boundaries because one, someone's always told me like work is never not going to be there. Like there's always going to be work and it's been true. Um, but you don't always have those first, uh, crawls from your, your babies. You know, you don't always have, um, these memories that are just going to keep replicating themselves. So I think for me, like it, I had to be really, uh, strict. And so if you looked at my Google calendar now, it's like the whole day is already booked up. So I have, I have like five o'clock in the morning to like six thirty is like my quiet time, and then six thirty to, you know, uh, maybe seven seven thirty is like I'm gonna plan out what my day is for, and it goes all the way down into like family time to make sure that if someone asks me, and it's not that I'm I'm never open because clearly like we're having a, a great conversation that wasn't you know planned months in advance, um, but that that I'm just really intentional that these are the relationships that are really important to me, including the Lord. And I just got to set these boundaries to make sure that I can be a good steward to every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Though you said intentional. And that was the first word that came to my mind, how you said, I put that on my calendar and that's being intentional, making that a priority and making that important and just making it happen. I think that that's takes discipline, but like you said, being intentional, I think is where it's at. Yeah. 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 And it's taken a lot of years. I mean, it's, it's taken a lot of strikes and misses and then to figure out like, Hey, this is what works for me. Um, and it's been, it's been a journey, but every year I think it get a little, just a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So you were, you had mentioned earlier, um, or Sarah had brought up that, so right now you have 12 employees and then you're about to add the 13th. So this mm-hmm. especially will kind of fall in line with this next question. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially as a business owner, it's, even more important than anything that you're finding the right people to come work for you, to represent your company, your business. I feel like that's probably one of the most important things. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So whenever you're looking for a new employee, like what are some non-negotiables that you look for when you're, when you're hiring someone? I love this question because God (laughs) is the best uh, hiring manager that I have. (laughs) Like it's, it's almost like for me, it's so random. It's almost just humorous now. Cause like one of, one of our, uh, early employees, uh, I was, I was basically shopping at a thrift store, getting, getting prepped for a video shoot that was kind of set in the eighties. So I needed some old stuff. And I went to this, it was during COVID. I went to this thrift store. There was a bat literally flying around inside the store. And I, I was on the phone with my mom because I was picking her brain on the 80s. And I was like, mom, I'm going to get COVID and I'm going to get rabies from this bat in this store today. Um, so I go, I check out and then 
the next day, I'm like, there was something there like I should have grabbed. So I go back to this thrift store a second day. Um, the day before I actually had my, like my good story shirt on. And the second day that I came back, this girl approached me very timidly. And she said, were you here yesterday? And you were talking about the bat. And I said, I was. And she's like, did you have a good story shirt on? I was like, I did. She's like, well, I was too afraid to talk to you yesterday, but I'm a designer and I'd love to like show you my portfolio. Now, not every portfolio you get is that great. Um, uh, it's just, it's just not. <laughs> so, but I got her portfolio and it was amazing. And we had such a need for that. So God just, I mean, so many times, like God has been the best hiring manager. So I want to say that, but the non-negotiables for me, um, of, of course, talent is, is there, but our team, every single one of our team members has an immense love for people. Now, now there may be some that are, that show that in a very extroverted like personality. And there's some that do it, um, very, you know, in a quiet, soft voice and handwritten cards. But I think that's one thing that, you know, I hope that nobody can ever call us out on is the lack of love for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just, you know, it's been a family. Like we're, I'm also, I come from 11 years of working at companies that were very dramatic and I, that's a, another non-negotiable. We just don't do drama here. And that's hard to maintain, but it's really a, become a family. Everybody uh, loves one another. And I spoke about this recently too. I mean, because we have a family and everybody's very loving, we, we've been able to do some really radical things. Like we cut our working hours from eight to five to nine to four. Um, we're about to just completely be off on Fridays. We have unlimited paid vacation. Um, but again, it's, it comes down to like just having the amazing people to work with and it allows you to do those things to love on them back. Wow. 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 That's incredible. That's incredible. That that's, awesome. Pretty, that's awesome. I want to come work for you. I know. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, I'm hiring. I'm always hiring. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so when you, when you experience any kind of success in life, um, I think a lot of people, fall into um, almost this mindset that, yeah, I did this. Like, look what I did. Yeah, um, prideful. Very prideful. And, and it can be easy to do that mm-hmm. with any mm-hmm. kind of success, whatever that may look like and whatever, you know, success is kind of a relative term to every individual, but anytime that they have achieved what they feel to be success, a lot of times that pride mm-hmm. can set in. So how do you keep Christ at the center of not only your life, but what you do, you know, in the midst of experiencing what you may feel to be success. How do you Christ at the center of that? That's always been something that's really important to me. Um, And I'll I'll say one that I'm far from a perfect individual. So we could have a whole nother episode on all the things that Kenny screwed up and does screw up but i've honestly i haven't struggled too much with the pride just because i've i've seen that it's only god could have brought me to this this situation um and i think too business ownership um i mean there's there's a lot of business owners that are thriving and they're they're very financially um healthy and in other ways and um but business ownership also is very humbling and so it's like uh, some days you're like on on the mountaintop and the other days you're just like you're like at the bottom of Mariana's trench in, in the ocean right just like i just i'm about to die and so that keeps you humble um but i think you know it's just so evident for me that god is 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 so into what we do and there was a, a good dear friend of mine that 
you know, I had the um, privilege of like working underneath him for a few years. And one thing he would say almost, almost too much is like, I, I learned his, his stories. I could repeat them just verbatim, but he always said like, we're, we're going to, we're going to build this up so big, um, but then be bold enough to give God all, every single bit of the credit. And I always just stuck with me as like, we, we want, God calls us to invest. God calls us to do big things. I mean, we can go back to the stories of the talents and, you know, the one that did nothing with it, like there was disappointment, but the one that put it all on the line and, and invested it, like they, they got the greatest reward. So I don't think God wants us to, to hold back. He wants us to do these things, but in the end, just make sure that, Hey, remember that, you know, if it wasn't for me, yeah. none of this would have happened. And that's just always what I've kind of fallen back to is that God is, I can't take any credit for that. So that's, that's probably how I, how I stay humble. Plus having kids, when you go home and, and you're just dad, like that's also another big way of just like, Hey, this is really what I'm here for. Um, yeah, no, but it doesn't matter like how many clicks I get on, uh, on LinkedIn or how many views got on my reels, you know? So I think there's just a lot of things in life that really bring you back and say, this is what really matters. And, and that's been good for me. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> cool. So I think this will be the last one. The yeah. last question we have, unless you came up with anything while we were talking. <laughs> um, so what do you enjoy the most about what you do? This is, this is an easy question for me. And that's, it goes back to relationships. I, I, I uh, I tell people often if, if my job could just be like loving on people, like if I just had all the money in the world and all the time in the world, just be going around to my team members, to our clients um, and my family and even just strangers. Like I, I just have an immense love for people. And it is, I'm not saying that I'm not a superhero. I'm not anything. I'm not more special than the other person, but you know, God does give us like um, areas of focus and different callings and, um, that's been the sweetest thing for me. I probably could start crying just talking about it, but you know, I love like, um, so many, like I mentioned earlier, so many of the people that are in our office, I wasn't hiring like the, we have a, a young lady, um, her and her husband about to, ha about to have their first, uh, child. I met with her. I wasn't hiring and just, could you almost just feel the Holy spirit saying like, she should be on your team and this is what she should do. And some of the things that I was saying, like, Hey, I think the Lord's telling me that you should do this. And she was just like, I don't know, like, that's pretty scary. And then I get her into it. Now she's calling me up and it's like, you could just hear the excitement because she's doing something that she's never done finding success. And it was just like the, the reward of just seeing people thrive is just such a beautiful thing. Um, and that's just, I think that's been a, a, a sweet thing for me too, is like, I would love for these, this family that we have to stay here for 10, 15 years, but even more so I want them to go where they feel called where God's leading them to go. And so it's, a, it's a weird thing to say, but I almost feel like this is a place to remind people like where God's called them and then send them, send them on their way to, to extend their life in other places. So that's the best thing is just people. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I love doing most. And, and fortunately I get to do that almost every single day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we are out of time. We're getting there, but man, thank you so much for joining yes. us. Um, I know that you're just as amazing as Zach said you were. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if I can take credit, but I, I love you guys so much. And, uh, all the people yeah. that are listening, uh, hopefully I don't scare you off for future episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you are in good hands with these two. And I'm just honored again that you asked me to be on today. Wow. I hope that you enjoyed that so much. And one of my favorite things that Kenny said 
was essentially that if you're not willing to sacrifice, you're not willing um, or you're not ready for business ownership. And I would take that a step further and say that if you're not willing to sacrifice, you're not ready for leadership. Because truly that is an across the board statement because leadership will absolutely require you to sacrifice in one way or another and probably in a lot of ways. So I hope that you enjoyed that. But that's about it for today. Um, but for this week's segment of what I'm reading, I'm currently reading through Partnering by Jean Olwing. Um, I really hope that I'm not butchering that last name, but this book came by recommendation, so I'm looking forward to reading through it this week. And once again, I'll throw an Amazon link to the book in the show notes. And if you have some book suggestions for me, feel free to shoot them my way. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Zach Pruitt. And if you would, be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with all new episodes and be sure to rate as well. That helps more than you know. And I hope that you have an incredible day and week. My name is Zach, and this is the Catalyst for Change podcast, where we help leaders lead better.